0: I have about 15 or 20 minutes left for this evening and I I sense is that we've already got overload. We're already fairly saturated. But I I did want to close out the evening with some uh, comments about the problem of anxiety. I want to do so because several of you have asked about it. Will I say something about anxiety? You don't have anything in your notes? Uh, If if anxiety is an important topic for you, my book, The Anxiety Cure, is up to date. That's the cortisol. It's all about the cortisol factor. And it it, uh, deals with uh, primarily panic anxiety. But I, I uh, I have chapters in some of the other forms of anxiety as well so uh, this will be brief and to the point and then if you have any more questions put them in the uh, or, or, or raise them when we have our little Q&A tomorrow or put them in, in the box but all you need to know is in my book The Anxiety Cure I have a website that I, let me just give it to you uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new one, I have an older one and I don't think it would be good for you to go there. But my new website, <clears throat> my wife and my three daughters and myself. Well, wait, let me back up a moment. When I, when I feel strongly that as, as a parent I need to mentor my kids. And I've been doing that with my daughters. I've been writing books with them and, uh, and so on. So we've formed, uh, uh, just for our benefit, uh, something called the Heart Institute. And if you go to heartinstitute.com, you'll find our website. We recently, I recently did some broadcasts with Jim Dobson on the Focus on the Family. Uh, there's usually a delay before those programs come to other countries, but if you listen to Focus on the Family, on the radio, uh, it should be coming up soon. Some programs I did on, with my daughter, on teenage depression. But, so the information about that is on the website. We try to update it. We try to have some articles there. The idea is to to make it a resource page because my daughters are doing their own thing now. They're, they're in their own right. I, you know, they were my assistants for a while. Now they're experts in their own right, and uh, I'm the uh, I'm, I'm the assistant. <laughs> but it's called heartinstitute.com, and uh, you'll find information there and it will be updated and changed from time to time. You can access my books there, details of my books and, and, and so forth. Hard institute. But uh, I want to talk about anxiety. Now, clearly, 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 there's a link between depression and the anxiety that I want to talk about. The doctor will often diagnose you as having depression and anxiety. but we've got a little problem when we talk about anxiety because our problem is a limitation in the English language. We only have one word for it, anxiety, and that, that's a handicap for us because what we refer to as anxiety is probably five or six different things. The French, the Germans, others have more than one word to describe the various types of anxiety, but basically we only have the one word. So, first of all, a theological reflection. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion amongst Christians who have come to believe that basically anxiety is a sinful thing. Jesus on seven on the Mount made some clear statements about anxiety, didn't he? I go to prepare a place for you. Paul in 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 uh, Philippians. 3, uh, 4, v- verse, verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. The antidote for anxiety, Paul says, is faith and prayer. What's making you anxious? Go take it in prayer. That's the antidote and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now the problem with that translation is that the the, the word anxiety as it appears in Scripture, the word anxiety as it appears in Scripture is only one of the problems of anxiety that we have to contend with today. Scripture's use of the word anxiety is exclusively limited to worry anxiety. Worry anxiety. So the first category of anxiety you need to understand is worry anxiety. When Jesus is talking about, I go to prepare a place to be, why, why are you so, you know, look at the birds of the air, look, I, I take care of all of that. You know, this reassuring Jesus assures us is really addressing the issue of worry. But that is not the anxiety we suffer from today. The anxiety that we suffer today is a cortisol-induced anxiety. The same cortisol that is driving depression up is driving anxiety up. And that's why panic anxiety now is such a common phenomenon. I have two sons-in-law, both of whom in this last three months have suffered some very serious panic anxiety attacks both of them convinced they were having heart attacks because panic anxiety looks like a heart attack from the outside and they go into the emergency room and they get, they, they get their enzymes checked they get the, you know, the EKGs and stress tests and, and, uh, and ultrasounds and I, I told them a few other things that they must make sure the doctor there does for them and finally the doctor says there's no heart attack, I'm sorry and that's humiliating for them, because if it's not a heart attack, then it's panic attack. And no male wants to be diagnosed with panic anxiety. That really does make a dent in the male ego. Especially when you have, my two, the two sons-in-law I'm talking about are real big, tough guys, and you know, are big, shot businessmen. They are not weaklings. Only weaklings have panic attacks. No, you got it wrong. Do you know who has panic attacks? Those who are strong. Those who are driven. Those who are accomplishing things. The age of onset for panic attacks, mostly between age 36 and 40. Both of them had their first attacks in that age bracket. And then, of course, it comes back periodically. As soon as you're stressed, as soon as your cortisol level gets out of control, those panic attacks will come back. So, the, so we have, then, worry, anxiety, and that's what Scripture addresses. Scripture does not talk about panic anxiety because it didn't exist in New Testament times. It couldn't. The pace of life was too slow. We have separation anxiety, something that I've experienced in my lifetime, early in my lifetime. Very insecure childhood often leaves you with separation anxiety. You, you grow up fearing that your parents are going to abandon you. Because, you know, they're not getting on, they're going to get divorced. And that flows over into your life as an abandonment issue. And so you, you, it, it, separation anxiety is a learned thing. You, there's no gene for it. You don't. You're not born with it. You you learn it. To some extent, worry anxiety is learned as well. Panic anxiety and anxiety general generalized anxiety uh, those are those are, those packets are all related to cortisol blocking a receptacle the GABA receptor, which is your main tranquilizer in the brain, and displacing the GABA to make you more anxious. it's supposed to get you out of that crisis, but for most of us, we can't go anywhere. And so it becomes a painful thing. The The treatment for panic anxiety, you know, if you really can take control of your life, change your lifestyle, it requires a dramatic change in lifestyle. The beauty of having a panic attack is that it is so scary that you think you're going to die, and that motivates you to change your life. And both my sons-in-law have made some dramatic changes recently because a panic attack is a really scary thing. Unless you've had one, you don't know what I'm talking about, and it dramatic. So that's the good th- good news. Panic attack will never kill you, but you'll fish, you wish, you'll, you'll think you're dying. I mean, uh, separation anxiety. Uh, you just have to learn. It, it, it's just one of those gradual things. You, you desensitize yourself. Phobias, another very common form of, of uh, uh, anxiety, is learned. And there's no medication for a phobia. You know, you can take a tranquilizer, which will make you a little bit of a zombie, so you don't notice things, but that doesn't fix the phobia. Phobias are treated and several of you talked to me about them, so let me just say it to you, for you generally, must be treated by a clinical psychologist, not just a therapist, who has some knowledge of psychophysiology and who has access to biofeedback equipment where you can monitor the physiology of the, pan- of the, of the panic reaction. Because the treatment is to gradually expose yourself to the threatening object. And then to by, by monitoring the physiology, the moment you see the rise of the, of, of the, the, the fear, when, and it's called the sympathetic response, the moment you see that, it, it, it shows on the instrument and you stop the exposure and you immediately have them go into a relaxation exercise. So the patient learns a relaxation exercise, the sort of thing that's on my CD. And with that skill, now gets gradual exposure. You fear Snakes, then, I ask you to imagine that over that next hill, 10 miles away, there's a snake. And of course, the panic begins, the the phobia begins to rise. Now, relax. It's 10 miles away. It's so far away, it doesn't matter. A little bit one. Then, after a little while, you stop fearing. Then we bring it to a mile away. Then we bring it half a mile. This is all in imagination, you see. Till finally in imagination the thing is looking right in your eyes. Now you're no longer. So you gradually, it's a very slow process. Unless you monitor the physiology, you'll get it wrong. And all you do is reinforce the phobia. But, but I want to close out with some comments about worry, anxiety. Because that's a problem for a lot of us. Worry, anxiety. Um... It helps if you have a mother who is a warrior. <laughs> my mother was the world's greatest warrior. Every morning from the day I started going to school, as I was getting ready to school, my, my mother would ask me, have you got everything you need for school? Yes, ma'am. Do you have clean underpants on? Yes, Mom." And then she'd say, because you never know when something terrible is going to happen to you. (laughs) Now, her concern was not that something terrible was going to happen to me. Her concern was that I was going to have dirty plans on when something terrible happened to me. But I would go off to school every morning as a little kid with this thought in my mind that something terrible is going to happen to me. Right? So I became a warrior. It raised my anxiety. Worry anxiety can be very debilitating. In the final analysis, faith is the antidote for worry anxiety. If, you know, you've got to work at building that faith. You've got to work at trusting God. But for some, it becomes deeply entrenched. My, my, my mother was a bit obsessive, compulsive in her worry. Nighttime. time as I'm starting to fall asleep, the door would creak open slightly and my mother would come in to make sure the windows were closed. And then she'd sneak out again. Five minutes later, creak, creak, she's checking the window again. You go out. Five minutes later, you know, and so I sit up, mom and I, do, you know, little kid and I, I, I scream at her, can't you just leave, the window is closed. You know, and then she would give up. She couldn't leave the house We'd we having to go back Check the front door and that the stove is off ten times, you know, before you could go anywhere. Well, that's called OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and it became that. But it started out as worry anxiety. And Oh, let me just before I, I just share with you some thoughts about how to deal with worry anxiety. Let me say this: <clears throat> panic anxiety, the, 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 the cortisol-induced anxieties. The long-term treatment is an SSRI, an antidepressant. That's the long-term treatment for panic attack. Now, short-term, the doctor may also give you a tranquilizer to stop the panic attacks because they are so fear-provoking that if a panic attack recurs, it is so fearful that it, it becomes the source of the anxiety. It's called the fear of fear and becomes a vicious cycle. So the tranquilizer like Xanax will stop the attacks and you use that for a few weeks to bring it under control and you taper it off because you don't want to stay on that for a long time. And then you start an SSRI right at the beginning and four to six weeks later that SSRI will begin to lower that anxiety because it's the same mechanism as the depression problem. That's why you use the same medication. But just some closing thoughts about worry-anxiety. are <coughs> Worry-anxiety, there are three E's that can be helpful. Now, I'm not suggesting this is easy. Uh, Anyone who suffers from severe worry, you know how painful and difficult it can be. But there is three things you can do. The first thing you have to do with worry anxiety is not fight it, but embrace it. The more you fight it, the more it comes at you. This is the strange thing about the brain. When you want something out of it, it comes in. You know, I'm going to worry. Okay, I'm going to worry. Embrace it. Then second E, extinguish it. Now, how do you do that? There's been some very interesting research that has demonstrated that if you worry about something for less than five minutes or for more than 15 minutes, the worry can be extinguished. Very clear research. In other words, if, if I start to worry about something and I quickly catch it, write it down, As it can be very helpful, and that's the third E, is externalize, it, externalize it. Take your worries, write them down, write them down, write them down. Because so that way your brain, you, your eyes see it, and it goes back to your whole brain. You see, trouble is worrying, worry is, is localized, that tiny little area that's going around, and am staying not going anywhere. So you write it down so your whole brain can get it. And, and then often what happens is it lets it go externalize it but, but, but extinguish it and, and, and this is how you do that since if, if, if you can catch the anxiety and stop it before five minutes is up it will extinguish over time if you worry past 15 minutes that extinguish it the brain sort of says you're playing a game with me here and begins to give it up what reinforces and keeps worry going is when you worry between five minutes and 15 minutes So, it's sometimes difficult to catch it and keep it to less than five minutes. So, the solution is, and this is the technique we use, is to whenever you have something that's worrying you, write it down in your little notebook so that later in the day when you have time to do it, you set aside more than 15 minutes. You get your kitchen timer, set it for 15 minutes and sit down with your worry book and say, okay, this is what I'm going to worry about. I'm going to worry about such and such. I, you know, I'm worried about the war in Iraq, so I'm going to sit and I'm going to worry about the war in Iraq. Now, have, have you any idea how difficult it is to intentionally worry about something? <laughs> Try it. No, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to worry about, and you sit there like an idiot, you know. I'm going. To, I'm going no, I'm sitting here, I'm going to worry about the Iraq war. I'm going to worry about it. No, well, what can I do to worry about it? You know, and I'm thinking, well, well, you know, it's a nice day outside. What if you take a walk? No, no, come back. And you pull yourself back. You keep it going for more until that ping goes. It's not easy. But somehow your brain gets the message. There's no danger here. It's not, it's and I was teaching a, a, a patient this one day and she said to me, but, but you know... If, if I try to do that, if I, if I force myself to worry about this thing, my mind would wander off somewhere else. I said, yes, I know. <laughs> That's the point. You see? And, and it's tough, but it, 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 two or three times is all you have to do it. And it's amazing how quickly that worry becomes a non-worry. Now, what you've got to watch out for is you don't replace another one <laughs> for it. And so, you know, that's not the only strategy. The uh, the externalizing is important. Uh, 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 People who worry need to make sure that they talk it out. It's when you keep that worry inside your own head and never goes outside of you that it just circulates and becomes obsessive. Talking about. When you talk about your worry, when I if I'm worrying about something, I say, Nanny, can I just tell you what's worrying me and I as I begin to tell my wife what I am worrying about, you know, I say to myself, ha, that's so stupid. That's and and it's gone. Because when you speak it out, when you externalize it, you see it in a totally different way. This is described in my book, The Anxiety Cure, with some other suggestions. And uh, you'd be surprised how common it is. And how debilitating it it can be. And, um, and I, you know, I know that God understands. Do not be anxious. I, I don't see, read that as a judgment from God. Uh, I, 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 my concept of God, my understanding of who God is is He's a lot more understanding than most of us give him credit for. He knows. He, knows. he created us. He knows where it's gone wrong. But when I do these sort of things in the context of my faith, Lord, I, I want to be faithful to you. Uh, when I worry about that, it's because my trust in you. So the last thing I want to say is this, as the antidote for worry. Work at getting to know God. At understanding Him. Really learn all you can. From your experience of Him. Because the more I come to know God. The more I can quickly correct that little. Fear or anxiety. Because I know God understands my anxiety. I no longer judgmental of myself or feel guilty because I take it to God know God like the back of your hand well thank you uh, I'm a little tired now and I'm thankful for uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a good night's uh, rest I'm going to ask John if he wouldn't mind uh, coming up <clears throat> and I'm just going to slip out quietly if you don't mind and I'll see you all in the morning thank you John thank, thank you much.